Welcome back to the family, the Tom Bernard Show. Without Tom Bernard, we have our guest. Is he on the line? Up, oh, yeah. We but do we gotta break. do a commercial break. Oh, that's real right. Quick. We do a break. I forgot. There we go. <laughs> Duh. All right, we'll do a break. We'll be right back. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for ten years or one hundred fifty thousand miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care? It's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer. And get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. We're back with the Tom Bernard Show. We have a special guest on the line, Dr. David A. Levy. He wrote a book called Life is a Four-Letter Word, Laughing and Learning Through 40 Life Lessons. Are you there, Dr. Levy? I am, Catherine. Nice to talk to you. Nice to meet you. So you're a media consultant who's appeared on over 70 television and radio broadcasts, so you should be a good interview. Oh, well, oh God, the <laughs> pressure is too much. Don't do pressure. that to me. Why are you doing this to me? Because we were just talking on the break about when, uh, it hasn't happened too much on this show, but um, Tom... Bernard does a morning show, and Nick was just talking about the fact that Tom was interviewing somebody, and the guy said nothing. The guy wouldn't speak. He like, oh. literally would not speak. Some people oh, just get really deadly. nervous. and I'm, He would say, like, um, one word a minute. You know? uh, I was yeah. just, like, the whole time just going, speak, dude, speak. I know. Well, I can kind of relate to that. You know, I'm a, a psychologist, a therapist as well, and when I've got a silent patient, yep. that is a slow hour. Are they most, <laughs> well, everyone mostly here, teenagers, I'm guessing? Everyone here well, needs therapy. Well, yes, so. that's exactly right. Yeah. Especially the teenagers there with his or her parents. That is oh, just, yeah. Yeah. brutal. Yeah. Just Sounds death. brutal. Or, <laughs> yeah, or the teenager that's like got to go there for yeah. some various reason and they don't Court, want to be talking order. to you. Court Court order. Order. <laughs> does that happen? Oh, absolutely. It does? Oh, absolutely. You have to go see a psychiatrist? You have to go, yes. For sure. Yeah. Order, yeah. In some rare cases. Or two, two loved ones can get you Baker acted, like you and... Alex could have Tom Baker act it. Oh, let's do that. And he has <laughs> that is court order. Go Merry see a psychiatrist. 
psychiatrist. Dad. Oh, I didn't know. A about psychologist, because you don't see psychologists yes, anymore. We're different. Yes. Okay. Yes. We don't prescribe medications. Right. Psychiatrists give you pills. Right. And psychiatrists don't see people. All right. Well, they do sometimes, right, but that's right. not their primary training. Right. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. All right. Well, back to your book. The path to living a smarter lifestyle is not always smooth. Levy encourages readers to embrace all the feelings his book may bring out as they read his stories, mm-hmm. from laughing to wincing and learning along the way. Discover the power of positive thinking as Levy shares a lifetime journey of his personal reflections, growth, and wisdom. Uh, I have to confess, I did not know I was going to be doing this show until yesterday, so I haven't. I looked through the book, but I have not read it. I saw the part about syphilis and gonorrhea. Mm. Yeah, well, Catherine, we're both winging it this morning, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you have to wing in that. As, I'm not sure. As I, as I do every day of my life. <laughs> so, so you, uh, this is uh, your just stories throughout your life. Yeah, that's right. These are. It's 40, as the title indicates, 40 little vignettes, little stories. Each story is no more than a couple of pages. I, I call myself a guerrilla writer, guerrilla not like the ape, but like in warfare, mm-hmm. where I get in, I make the point, and I get out. I don't like long things to read. I'm tired of reading long books and long articles. So this, these are little slices of life. person reads it, puts it down, thinks about how it applies to their life, and they go to the next one. They're digestible. I try to make them entertaining, but each one has a life lesson, a bit of wisdom that people can take with them through it. I like that. I like this uh, on the back of the book. It says, don't sweat the small stuff or the big stuff. Find meaning and humor in it all. I totally agree with that because if we can't laugh and enjoy life even when it's kicking you in the ass, Mm -hmm. uh, life is really, really difficult. Well, I'm glad you said that because the fact is that, like, People are always searching for happiness. I know I am. But happiness is elusive. You know, you capture it and it leaves and it comes back or it doesn't. But meaning is different. Meaning is like when you find some purpose in experiences you're having. And you can do that every day. You can find meaning or a lesson in everything that you do. And I find the best way to find meaning is through humor. If we can learn to laugh at a situation or laugh at ourselves... Everything becomes bearable. It might not be great, but it's bearable. So I try to make the book, you know, humorous, but again, full of hopefully bits of wisdom. Now, some of these things I know, Catherine, are going to be things we all know, but the fact is we don't know them. We, we think we do, but we don't apply them. There are certain lessons about we think we have more control in life than we do. That's a hard hey, lesson to learn. Man, I, I'm 60. I just learned that like last five years. You're 60. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm 65, so I learned it 10 years ago. How about that? Okay, so you're smarter and quicker than me, but yeah, there's, well, like, not no, really. such, there's no such thing as control. We think I, we do, but I'm, we have none of it. I've never tried to control it. Really? No. Nope. You're just a go well, with the like flow. If you know guy? somebody, I'm not sure who else is you know, uh, you know, um, online with me, but. If you know somebody who's got an addiction problem, you can't control it for them. You can't. You may love them, and you're trying to help out. You can influence them, but you can't control it. I mean, you can control what kind of how you want your eggs done in the morning, but the big stuff in life, nobody really knows how they meet their spouse. That's just luck, or depending on the outcome, bad luck. (laughs) We can't control that. No. And when we realize we have less control than we thought we did. I swear it feels better. Life is not so much of a pain. As you get old, you learn to let some of this stuff go. 
Absolutely. Living in the moment. We all know that we should do it, but it's really, really hard to do. So I'm not saying that we should live our lives totally in the moment. We need to remember the past to learn lessons in the future to pay our bills and fill a car with gas. But we can all afford to spend more time in the here and now. So these are the kinds of life lessons that I talk about. If I just listed the life lessons, nobody would care. They go, yeah, I knew that. But when, when they're in little story form, they resonate with people because they go, oh, I know what it was like to fall in love with the wrong person. I know what it was like when I was a kid and I had to get a shot and I was terrified. I know what it's like when I had to lose my pet. These are things that almost all of us can relate to. Absolutely. Nick, you said you look like you wanted to jump in on something. No, I just, I just, I've never tried to take control of it. Well, and this is kind of, you. And ex-addict. Yeah, actually, I've just never done, I've never done it that way. I've never pl- said I'm going to, you know, do control this. I just let it kind of just went. And I've never had, a, yeah. I've really had very little worries in my life. Yeah. Well, See, that's I, good for you. Most people aren't that evolved. Yeah, I, I always... know, especially, let's say, if, if you're a parent and your kid is having drug problems, uh, look, it's scary as hell. Yeah. And e- people want to jump in. I don't blame them. Even at my worst, when I was a serious drug addict, I really didn't worry about it. I really didn't. I knew because I knew. That's because you were numb. No, no, no. I knew. I knew. That's not a good thing. I knew. I knew I was an addict, but I but I knew I knew in my heart that it would be okay, that I would get out of it. Like I just knew. And how how did you get out of it? I just quit. See what I just did? I, just I was a psychologist. See I why just, I asked you a question? I just quit. See how I reversed the deal on you guys? <laughs> you know how I got out how of it? How did you feel about that? You know, I quit doing it. Well, that's right. You made a decision. Yes. But I'll tell you, I I don't know you, but I can say it stopped working for you, didn't it? Yeah. 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 Drugs drugs stopped stopped working for me. Absolutely. In fact, not only did they stop working for me, they made things way worse for me. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. I didn't. I wasn't. I mean, I didn't leave my house. I was living in a house in the Hollywood Hills. I didn't leave for a year. A whole yeah, year. That's bad. Well, I didn't leave yeah. the house for a year, and that's yeah. when I realized that I'm wasting my life away. That's right. And and I just stopped doing it. Just so in a way, you seized control of your life, didn't you? Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't conscious. It wasn't. I don't know. It just it just kind of seemed to flow. It didn't. Wasn't a. I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess. Well, you're, I guess you're lucky it wasn't a hassle. Most people, when they go to quit anything. Drugs, well, alcohol, a, a eating big, too much—it's a struggle for most people. And a big part, a big part of me getting out successfully and keeping my career and other stuff is—I never let anyone know I known I was an addict, so nobody yeah. knew I was an addict. So it wasn't—I yeah. didn't have that bad karma around me. Oh, he's an addict, you know. Yeah. So nobody that knew. That makes it easier. It made it a yeah. lot easier once everybody. How do you yeah. hide that from everybody once, though? You know how you do it? You call everybody in your life the first thing when you wake up in the morning when you're sober. And you say hi to everyone, and you're you, and then you hang yeah. up and start getting high. <laughs> oh. Great. Yeah. Well, I, I will not it. tell my patients that, but thanks no. for the advice. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and you have to remember, I, did, I, I had all the money I needed to do all the drugs yeah. I needed, so I didn't have to go, yeah. go steal or rob or ask anybody yeah. for money, so it's a different situation for me. Yeah, that's right. That's true. So most people have some control of their uh, limits of their control. Well, I, it's not just about that. It's learning how to compromise. Most people know they should compromise, but most people have a difficult time doing it because see, there's ego involved. That's me. They don't I want to lose compromise. the power struggle. 
but it's not a power struggle. If you're with a partner, you don't win. If you think you've won a fight, you haven't won. Dude, trust me. You know what I mean? You haven't won anything. I can relate to this because I've been going through this lately. I totally agree. I, uh, our son just got married here a few months ago, and I just really I think about that. It's like when I was first married to Tom, everything seemed like it was a power struggle. It's like, yeah. who's going to get their way about That's this stupid right. thing? Who's going to do That's this? Right. Who's going to do the chore? Who's going to do the group? I mean, everything just seemed like it took a long time to just straighten that out. And it's like, That's right. once you realize it's a partnership and we're supposed That's to right. be holding each other up instead of trying right. to gain control over something. the goal is not to win with can, a partner. The goal is yeah. not to win. That's how you it's stay married. That's how you stay married. That's mm-hmm. not a good one. The, you know, the second story in my book is called The Challenge, and I learned that lesson at about age 10. Back in the 1950s, I'm a boomer. You can say, okay, boomer, if you want, but okay, <laughs> I'm a boomer. So there was a traveling little, you know, exhibit at the shopping center, and they had a computer. Well, that was a big deal. There were no computers back then. And there was a sign saying, play the computer at tic-tac-toe. Mm-hmm. And I was 10. I thought, ah, what, what's the big deal? Tic-tac-toe. And you know, looking back on it, you can't beat a computer with tic-tac-toe, but I thought I could. I was 10. So I'd play once and I would tie. Then I would lose. Then I would lose. Then I would tie. But of course, no win. Well, after about 10 minutes, a tie, and I think you know where this is going, started to feel like a win. Right. But I could tie the computer. That was a victory. And the same thing goes in relationships. Go for the tie. The tie is a win. If you're in a partnership, Find a way to reach an agreement that you both win. You both give something up, but you both win. And when that person wins over you, they don't win. You're going to find some way to make them pay for it. <laughs> so the power struggle is a no-go with close relationships. I just had a conversation like this with my husband. This is Alex, been, by the way, Dr. Alex, Levy. Yes. I've been married for five years, and my husband okay. and I are both very active. My husband bikes and cross-country skis and works out six days a week. And I, if I have it my way, would like to work out five days a week, but I'm also a mother of two young children, and uh-huh. just like, I end up getting tired and whatever. And so a few weeks ago, I was like, you know, you get to work out every day you want to because you get up early and you can just do it, and you don't have to worry about the kids. And I'm expected to work out at the end of the day, which is really hard because sometimes it's I'm tired or sometimes we have something going on, and so I'm not always guaranteed my workout, but you are. And then he would jump to, I'll just stop skiing. And you can and you can right. work out in the mornings. I don't care. Right. It'll be, the it'll the be, martyrdom. I hate yeah. the martyrdom. He was like, it'll be a relief uh-huh. for me. It'll be a relief for me. And I'm like, no, it won't. You'd be miserable. It's a part yeah, of who you exactly are. Right. That doesn't make that's any exactly sense. Right. I'm like, I'm just trying mm-hmm. to find a way that we can both make sure we get our movement in that matters so much to us. I'm like, yes. can we figure that, that requires, out? And that requires both of you to give something up. It's yeah. not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. It's not the worst thing in the world you give something up to get something. No, it is not. That is, so it's one of those lessons, yeah. again, that I talk about in the book. It's something that everybody knows, but they don't really practice it. And it does require practice on a daily basis with your husband, for you, all of it. It just takes repetition, and it starts to feel pretty good. Absolutely. Well, even raising kids, it's like you got to pick your battles because they're, you know, that, oh, that, no I mean, children, I... it's always, a, it's constant power <laughs> struggle. Every, every minute every... of every day, it's a power oh, struggle. Every... Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got an essay in my book about that very thing, and it's uh, when I was um, a kid, my parents took me to Disneyland, 
and um, we're in line, and um, there's a family in front of us, and the kids are just out of their minds. They're screaming and yelling and pushing and fighting, and we're in line at Disneyland going through the turnstile, and the mother literally says to her kid, if you don't behave, we are not going to Disneyland. <laughs> wait, <laughs> now, wait. We're at Disneyland, everybody. We're, we're there. Like, so the kid turns to her and looks at her like, are you crazy, Mom? We're at Disneyland. There's no way that we're not going. So he didn't take her seriously. Absolutely. So the yeah. moral of that is no empty threats, guys. Oh, As parents, yeah. don't do it. I yeah, know. like the don't really stop that or we're unless you're going to follow through, don't do it. It's yeah. really hard, though, man. Those little creatures can wear you out. I know. I'm guilty. They wear but make you the out. It's real. If you need to take oh, away yeah. their toys or fine, but leave do the it. park because they're not listening. They won't respect you if you don't follow through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, read that in horrible, a parenting but, you know. book when I was pregnant, and that's been like super helpful to me because it's like my kids actually take me like they know if I say something. Mm-hmm. They know. That's what I mean. They see through it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they do. I, one of my one of my patients once said to me, and she was just out of her mind. She was just beaten to a pulp by her by her kid, who was like two years old. <laughs> and she called me. She goes, "Help! I'm being held captive by a by a midget terrorist." <laughs> yeah, they are. They can be total terrorists. It's, it's exactly unbelievable. What it feels like. Yes. Oh. It's like there's nothing you can do that's easy. Nothing's easy. Nothing Nothing's is easy. easy. No. Yeah, no, it's not easy. You can't make here's them happy. The thing, it's not easy, but it is usually simple oh it's not complicated it's just hard to do we we need we confuse i talk about this a bit in the book we confuse what is simple with what is easy no a lot of things are not easy but they're pretty simple in your case the drinking thing or the drug thing it's simple stop doing it now for most people it isn't easy no but it's simple don't put the needle in your arm Mm -hmm. now i don't mean to sound arrogant about this it's hard but most things in life aren't as complicated as we make them out to be. And a lot of my work as a therapist is helping people see that the answers are simpler than you're making them out to be. Well, thank you, Dr. Levy, for making this a Oh, wait, easy... I'm having too much fun. Don't you do this to me. <laughs> you're abandoning me. Well, we you're playing t- into my <laughs> abandonment fears. How can you do that? Because oh, we no. got to take a break and move on to the next guest. But okay, thank you so much, fine. Dr. Levy. Life is a four-letter word. His book yes, is available is. on Amazon, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yes, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, independent bookstores, and... Hope you. It's a great. It's a great stocking stuffer for the holidays. Do you have a website that people can I contact do. you on? DavidLevyPsych dot com. D a v i d l e v y Psych p s y c h dot com. You'll read about me and the book if you want to. Thank you so much for your time. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Have ha- a great day, everybody. Happy you holidays. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. We'll be back. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The XCheck app, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The XCheck app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount, 
and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. X-Check, safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. It's my We're back. I like that uh, Dr. David Levy. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked his advice because it's true. Everything, it's like, it's like you're having financial problems, stop spending so much money. Mm-hmm. You know? It's simple. You're, yeah, it's not easy. You're but fat, it's stop eating so much. But yeah. it's the discipline in life that's it's the, the difficult yeah. part. I don't know. You know, it's interesting. I, it, it's so hard, especially with food. I mean, the holidays are coming up and everybody's going to be doing their New Year's resolutions and people are starting to lose weight and... Nick's fat as hell, and <laughs> he's very worried about his weight. We're all worried about it, his It's like weight. everybody, every five minutes, it's like you've got somebody. Shut up, Siri. Leave me alone. <laughs> God. God. How embarrassing. I hate her. Um, I really do hate her. I have a really hateful relationship with her, Siri because so. she doesn't listen to a word I say when I do, and then when I'm saying nothing, she's responding. Mm-hmm. It's so annoying. But it's like everybody is watched this new documentary. Now they're going vegan. Then yeah. you're going paleo. Then yeah, you're going this. Then you're going that. It's like so hard to understand what is it that we're all supposed to be eating. I mean, it's so annoying. I've already found that answer. What's that? I go with the Pesero, Italian Pesero diet. They eat little tiny meals a couple times a day. Little tiny Prosci- meals? Yeah, like cheese and prosciutto. Everything's made with olive oil. Yep. Nothing's really, it's very light food. Really, I don't think of Italian food as light. Well, we American Italian food's not. No, but Italian Italian food is very light. Yeah, when we were over there, what I noticed was is you would get like a piece of fish or something, and then there would be a small, tiny thing of pasta. Well, well, it wasn't like you were probably in a tourist town because most Italians don't really eat pasta. Like nowhere, like. Well, in, I was in Milan. I yeah, was in Rome. To, yeah, they're all tourist yeah. towns. So, yeah, Rome it, is like basically an amusement Dis- park. Yeah, it's Disney World. Yeah. If you go to real Italian towns like Arezzo or Pedro, where just there's just Italians live, mm-hmm. you'll never see pasta. Really? Go somewhere yeah. where if you don't speak Italian, they'll hate you. Yeah, the, they don't hate you, but they. No? But no, they eat like all day, and they, they eat, eat late. They eat, they eat late. Yeah, they eat late. Like yes. dinner is like a four-hour event. Yeah, but it's, it's all light stuff. 
Really? I really like their their, their way of eating, and, and people live very, to be very old. Oh, there. that's the Mediterranean diet, Mediterranean right? Diet, yeah. The Mediterranean yes, diet, yes. where you're eating diet. pretty much whole foods. Yes, that... and and everything's grown, you know, there, and it, it's not. There's no such thing as a chain anything. There's no restaurant. Really? They haven't come in? Oh, no way. They don't really? let them in. Heck, even if you go to like, just take a town like Pedro, you can't even go into a store and buy a newspaper and a pop in the same store. The newspaper magazine store is separate, and then there'll be a store that just sells drinks, and then there'll be a store that just sells candy, and they can't be all in one store. You can't have that convenience. Oh. Because that makes you fat. That makes you greedy. That makes you be able to get everything at once and you'll be just gouging it down. They don't do it that way. Like going to Costco. They don't do it. Oh, yeah. That would never happen hurt. there. That would never happen in Italy. Never. I remember we had those exchange students from Ireland and we brought them to a Target. And they were like. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't know what to say. No, they were. They were. I wish we had a Target. This yeah. is the well, greatest yeah, experience North, of my Ireland life. Yeah, there's the no 90s. such thing as department stores because the mob couldn't control that. Yeah. <laughs> what? The mob controls everything there. Still? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They just released the thing, how many businesses are mob controlled. It was like 80-some percent. I'm surprised that they put up with that in this day and age. Well, it, it, it actually helps them. They to get, give somebody twenty percent of your income, yeah, because the, they control all the all the logistics of product getting places, and they keep it all running. I mean, they keep everything going. Oh, they're like their own ent- business. So it's like Amazon. Yeah, it's like Amazon exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly like them. Oh, so right. they, you know, if if you had a product and Amazon said, hey, "Give us twenty percent, we'll put your stuff all over the place." Yeah, go ahead. I guess if you can, yeah, if you can sell it for enough. I think there's a lot of stuff still in this country that's mob controlled. I took the train in Philadelphia. It's cash only. You have to pay on the train, and they, 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 the guy's carrying around like thirty thousand dollars in cash in his hands. Cash only? Yeah, cash only. That does sound a little iffy. It's mm. cash only. The guys, the, the conductors, walking around with a pile of cash this big. And he's not robbed every fifteen seconds. Oh, no, that train is spotless, and nobody makes a sound on it. Philadelphia train, and they're like antique trains. They're like back from the 70s, the old stainless steel ones. But everybody's like silent. Like you can hear your own heartbeat. It's like Japan trains. Really? Yeah, I was actually surprised in Philadelphia train system, SEPTA. It's called SEPTA. Huh. Yeah, they don't put up with any crap. There's like 10 guys on every cart, like, you know, train guys. And they don't put up with anything. Train I would love guys. to be able to take trains around town, but oh, you, you, can't, know, you can't do no, it. Not Minneapolis. There might be some lines that you can. I don't know, but I don't know which ones. They're building look, a new one look, out to. They, they're building they, a new they, one out to Eden Prairie or something. Guy just got just got jumped on the train and almost beat the death. Really? Yeah, on the on the line from the airport. Just just the other day, Google will come right up. TSA agent beaten on on light rail, Minnesota Minneapolis light rail. Just going to work? Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. You can't do anything. You can't take the train anymore. No. No. You used oh, yeah, to take the right. train. You used to take the train from the North what, what Loop to that? the airport. What rail was that? Blue Line. Blue Line. The Blue Line. Near 46th Street. What's the one that comes from St. Paul that everybody beats? The green, green Line. That's green the Green, green Line. Green, green Line. line is Don't get on the bad. Green Line. Don't get on any line. Uh, a group of eight teenagers. Eight. Eight. Yep. Beat up That's one guy. TSA wow. agent. I don't know what's going on in this state. I really don't. It's, I just really don't. And then, and then combine that with our taxes going through the roof. They just raised everybody's property tax double digits. 
Double digits, man. Double digits. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I really don't. Anyway. It's a shame, <laughs> actually. I mean, I, I don't even want to go downtown anymore. No one does. I don't know how anyone's staying in business down there. I well, don't either. I know. People that work downtown, they're like, we just, at 5 o'clock, Gone. we all just go. Yeah, it's we a don't go you know out. It it's a corporate tourist town. People are there from 9 to 5, and then they all leave. Mm-hmm. Which... Didn't that use that? I think that happened like in the seventies. We had everybody was down in downtown. Everybody wanted to be downtown, and then stuff started happening. So then all of a sudden, everybody moved out to suburban office parks. And then, the last ten years, everybody wanted to move back into downtown. I don't think it's going to last long. Not because you're everything's higher down there. The taxes are higher because you have to pay the the stadium tax. So all all things food, drink, and hospitality, mm-hmm. it's ten percent more tax down there. Do you know that? Well, actually, it is in Hennepin County, because Hennepin all County, of Hennepin County does that. Yeah, no, even in Bloomington, because I got the tax is higher because of Target Field, because you that's paying for this. But, but the, no, but there's a there's a hospitality tax just in the just in the city of Minneapolis. Yeah, that's oh, pretty normal. Just yeah. for U.S. Bank Stadium. Most cities, oh, for most Bank. cities oh, well, do like, charge an extra tax. That's like when city I lived tax. in New York. And it's a hospitality tax. Because those electronic food. pull tabs aren't put in the bill like they were supposed to. It's just for food, to. drink, and hotels only. Oh, okay. Well, that's like when I lived in New York, different grocery stores. You could go to Whole Foods by NYU, or you could go Whole Foods in Union Square and things you could buy the exact same thing and it would be more expensive in Union Square. Well, I found that. Really? Oh, I found that out with what's here's a perfect example. If you need tires. Yeah. If you need tires, go to a really bad black neighborhood. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. <laughs> okay. Go to a tire chain in a really bad black neighborhood. You will get your tires for half the price. You'll get them in Golden Valley or Edina or any other, anywhere else. They'll be half. Literally, the same tire will be half the price. If you need upholstery work, your seat ripped, or you need to post your work on your couch. Find a, a rough Hispanic neighborhood that's all Hispanic, and you will get it done for a quarter of the price of anywhere else. It's How just did the you way find that, this out? I just just stumbled upon it. But but Nick tires research. tires though. Go to North Minneapolis, a rough neighborhood. If you need if you need upholstery work, East Lake Street. Fine, there's a couple upholstery places on East Lake Street, all run by Hispanics. They're all nice. They'll do an amazing job for a quarter of the price. I first found this out while I was living in Los Angeles, and I needed an interior done on a 63 Pontiac. And somebody said, go down to Tijuana. They'll do an amazing job, way better than anybody here. In like Tijuana, you. Mexico. Yeah, and oh. I did. I did. And I went down there, and I went to a shop. They go, the guy was cool. He's like, go have this guy do it. He does them on the side of the road out of his van. <laughs> and the guy did an unbelievable tri-color job. It was factory, all factory looking. And he charged me nothing. It was like literally nothing. And it was double the thickness of everyone else's vinyl. And when I went back to L.A., I started going in the Hispanic neighborhoods to get my tires. And they were always half price. But when I came to Minnesota, I noticed the same thing. You go to tire shops in North Minneapolis, it's half the price. Same with McDonald's. You go to McDonald's in North Minneapolis... Yeah. They still sell 99-cent burgers and 99-cent McChickens. Hmm. No one else does. They don't? Nope. I don't go to McDonald's very much. So I don't I either. I things. don't either, but they do still sell them there. And, it's, and, and across the menu, everything's cheaper because they have to cater to the, the, the neighborhood. Oh, well, that's true. 
I so suppose. But the tire thing doesn't make any sense because I mean you got to buy the tire from I know, a but tire mark, wholesaler. Markup's huge. Oh, markup's huge. You just yeah. spent how much on tires? Eight hundred to a thousand bucks is going right. Uh, yeah, it was like around nine thousand, nine thousand, nine hundred. Yeah, eight hundred to a thousand dollars is going right for certain tires. They gave us three different tires, quotes for three different tires, oh. and, <laughs> and then one just n- no tire on the back, right? No, but you can um, you can go to a Hispanic neighborhood or go into a black neighborhood and get the same exact deal for five hundred dollars. Yeah, Dan, we he, so I have all my auto body stuff done at walzer because i we bought the walzer care thing so it's bumper to bumper and yada 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 Mm -hmm. but dan doesn't have any of that for his car and so he went to like a local ma and pop auto body shop and Mm -hmm. saved like five hundred dollars on auto body work recently yeah and tire and getting new tires that's another good thing that hispanic neighborhoods is auto body no Oh, well, good to know. I hope I don't run into anybody. I hope well, I don't need it. Yeah, but I'm saying, you want to save money. Hispanic neighborhoods are good for tires, <laughs> upholstery, and auto body. See, so you're always learning something yeah. on the Tom Bernard Show. Yeah, that's right. It's just true. It's just Valuable true. They, they do a better job cheaper. They just do. Especially upholstery work in Hispanic neighborhoods. They're the best upholsters well, there are. It's like that in, in other aspects, though, because you can have... Two T-shirts. One is geared for men, one women. But it's the same shirt, but the women's will be more expensive. Oh, same thing yeah. with razors and all oh, yeah. kinds of oh, stuff. Absolutely. absolutely. What do they call that, the pink tax? Yeah. Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, I think so. They just upcharge it because women will pay for well, it. Well, women are going to buy more. <laughs> women buy more. They're, they purchase more than men, clothes-wise. Well, so why should we be? Yeah. yeah, and there was a thing. I don't know if they still do it anymore, but for a while, their dry cleaners were charging, like, well, look a at, lot more look at, to dry clean a women's dress shirt because they were smaller and they didn't fit on the board or something. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, it's smaller. It's going to take you less time to do this shirt. Well, the biggest, the biggest ripoff is women's shoes. Oh my women's god! Anything. There's a pink tax. Yeah, that's what we were just but talking about. Women's, yeah. women's shoes are like, ridiculous. It's like a nice pair of shoes. Oh, I know. I know. I know. You go into it. Yeah, you go into Nordstrom, and you're and they're like garbage. And they're garbage. They're they're garbage shoes. They're made in China. You know, you can men's shoes. You can buy a pair of Italian leather shoes for the same price. And as it'll those. last you forever. Yeah, those garbage shoes that women are buying. They're made in China. Oh, they're garbage. They fall apart in months. Not if they're high end shoes. What's high end? They're all made in China. They are. No, they're not. Yeah. A lot of them are. Like Louboutins are not made in no, China. No, but a lot of them are. But those are also $1,000 for a pair of shoes. Yes, right. But I'm which just saying is, that's high end. Which is ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but it's high I'm end. I'm so hard on my shoes. I can't spend a lot of money on shoes. I'm, I'm hard on try, everything. I'm just trash living, living on the farms mm-hmm. destroy everything. <laughs> I know. I, I go through tennis shoes. I've Usually what I'll do is I'll wear get a brand new pair of tennis shoes, wear them for a couple of years, and then they become yard shoes, and then I'll get a new pair. You get a couple of years out of a pair of tennis shoes? I do. Wow. I don't know me. how I do it. I buy good tennis shoes, though, that last pretty. I generally wear them for at least a couple of years. Do you? I just always find that they end up starting to like do weird things, like they break down and my feet start hurting mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just don't kind of like... Well, I'm, I'm lazy, so I like don't want to tie my shoes, so I'll slip them on, try and get my cram my foot in there without untying it. So around the, the ankle part at the back of the shoe, it'll start like tearing and like stabbing me in my <laughs> Achilles heel. So I'm like, time to get new shoes. Oh, I, Nick just brought up a memory for me. I used to get dressed up to go out. 
I would, okay, so I go, first I go muck the stalls, get the horses in, and then we were going to leave. So I'd always give them, in the wintertime especially, a leaf of hay at about 9 o'clock at night or yep. so. So if we were going to go out, I'd be all dressed up. Just stop in the barn. I'll just stop in the barn for a minute. And then you're destroyed. <laughs> you're destroyed. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you, can't, you can't even open the door to walk in without being destroyed. No, you can't. Everything you're wearing Everything's is just wrecked. <laughs> Instantaneously. I don't know how it's possible. I know. I'm like, and that hay sticks to everything. So then I got a pair of coveralls. That's what I got. No. So I go in, I put the coveralls on, then I'd go in the barn, and that helped. It, it did it, not help the dress shoes you situation. Know what, you, you know what? Whatsoever. I found out what works the best because coveralls don't work because everything sticks to it, too, and then it goes down your shirt and everywhere. Snowmobile suits work the best because they're uh, nylon and everything slides yeah, that's off. That's true. It. I used to do that a lot. So now I only wear a snowmobile suit. We got to take a break. We'll be back with Kostaki Economopolis. All right. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry, This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that for a very limited time, the ultimate weight loss program powered by Nutmos is having an early holiday sale. Well, you'll receive 20 to 30% off the cost of the program. Shed those unwanted pounds and look great before the holidays get here. Lose 20 pounds or more. Consumer guarantee. See website for details, ultimatewl.com. Ultimate's plan is unlike any other weight loss program out there. With over 1 million pounds lost to date, and clients like me will tell you that this is a weight loss program that works. This plan is customized for each individual person, and the Ultimate Weight Loss staff will be there for you every step of the way. They help me change my life, and they can help you too. Start to live your healthiest life and schedule an immediate consultation in their new Edina location or Plymouth with expanded hours. And look great for the holidays. Sale ends Saturday, November 9th. Call now and save. 763-333-7337. And we're back with Kostaki. Are you there? I'm here. I've fainted. Have you? <laughs> I have, too. How many times? Why? Did you faint or did you pass out? I, that's a, I was just going to clarify. I fainted twice. Once I was doing laundry and I just, like, had a head rush and huh. kind of, like, fell down for a second. and then I was fine. And once I was in church when I was about 22, and I was really hungover, and I literally, like... <laughs> That's a different story. ...conked yeah. out, and then they took me into the back Sunday school with the little kids, and I had juice. It was really sad. <laughs> That's really sad. <laughs> and I, I love watching those uh, those videos of grooms that are completely hungover from their bachelor oh, party yeah. the night before, and they're standing up there getting married, Pass and they just... Out. Oh, they go down like oh. a ton of bricks. <laughs> Heal over. <laughs> You got you, that's one of the many things where men are dumber. Right? Like just, you got up, you know you're going to get married for six months. Don't have the bachelor party the night before, right. you idiot. Exactly. They're usually the ones um, that have "Help Me" written on the bottoms of their shoes. <laughs> Either that, or go to one of those those, those there's those hangover bars now, right? They they shoot you up with an IV. Yeah, they'll come right to your house. Yeah, they just come to your house and <laughs> oh, fix you God. right up. Yeah, they give you a bag of sa- yeah. saline. Yeah. Oh. Yep. <laughs> 
<laughs> Keep that they on speed dial. They, they have it in Minnesota. It's called Hydrate Minnesota. They'll come right to your house. Yep. Mm. yep. I prefer to get my sailing the old-fashioned way with potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> that, it is better. It is definitely better that way. <laughs> Now, wait, who's this other voice? This is a familiar voice to me. Oh, we've yeah, got L.A. Nick is in the studio. Tom is not here, in case you didn't know. L.A. Nick. Yeah, he's usually on, on Every Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesdays. Today is Wednesday. And that's right. right. Today it's is not is. Monday. Kostaki's Monday. He's throwing us off. Did you, do, did you do the morning show? I've been on the morning show, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, is that how I know you? Maybe. Are no, you into no. German political television? <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've been a lot. I was, I've been on the Carver Star Tribune four times in the last three years. So, well, he's Kostaki's uh, lived in L.A. Oh, yeah. um, so he, I did a movie with Paulie Shore last year on Showtime. There's a lot of ways you can know me. And he used to be at the comedy a lot of people, store. A lot of people pick on me, so you can know me from that. <laughs> <laughs> he ran for Minneapolis mayor. I ran for mayor. You can know me from that. I, I'm enjoying getting all of your credits by thinking that I know you personally. <laughs> yeah. <It's> very. <laughs> you might have picked on me. Is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You might have picked on me. A lot of people pick on yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So I know this voice from you cowering in the corner yeah. and saying, "Why? Why?" Leave me alone. Uh. <laughs> so speaking speaking of football, I heard somebody yes. got three hundred eighty million dollar contract this morning. What? Yeah. Who's that? Somebody got a three hundred eighty million dollar contract this morning. Three hundred eighty. I don't think that's the real number. <laughs> Hold on, number? now I'm looking it up. Hold on now. It was the and highest in history. Highest in history. Biggest contract. Highest in history. Nineteen. Let's see here. Oh, this is in March. Nope, just broke this morning. This morning. Twitter highest should person, be good for that. Highest person ever paid in in National Football League. Was it a quarterback? Well, wait, no, hold on. There's not, that's not on. I'm looking. I don't see it anywhere. Where did you see it, crazy Nick? Story. I heard it on NPR this morning. NPR is covering the football news? <laughs> well, it was just the high. It was a broken re- a record broken. You know, the highest paid person ever in history. Huh. There's not even a, like up a big on this name stuff. that's up for contract. I'm, you're making him nuts. Yeah, well, Sometimes, I know. I feel like I'm, I'm missing out on something. Sometimes things are nuts. Uh, let me see if I Giant can football. Are you talking about a stadium? No, <laughs> a yeah. player. Contract. The really good players are making, they 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 occasionally break a $100 million contract. But usually it's not guaranteed. They can cut them or trade them or they break their knees and they say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> the contracts in the NFL are so I have weird. To, I have to admit, I was just waking up, so... He may have heard okay. it incorrectly. Could have been dreaming. Is this back to one of those passing it. out stories? I could have been dreaming it. Maybe you were yeah. passing yeah. out. He was Because I actually fainting. had a dream there was a dildo in my pond, and I was trying to get it out. Well, I think there's what? our answer, ladies and gentlemen. What? That's I, the, I had a dream there was a dildo so floating in my pond, and I couldn't get it out. That's an interesting okay. That's pretty wow. strange, that, right? Get the Why? Not, Where's Dr. Levy? We need him. Yeah. It's pretty weird that I had that dream this morning. I was I'm not a psychologist, but dildo in my pond sounds pretty easy to interpret. Well, the, the, yeah. the, the pond's out near mean? the road, and people can see it, and there was a big dildo floating, and I couldn't get it. I was trying to get it out so people couldn't see it. All right. Here's one headline that could be uh, what you're talking about. NFL salary cap could top $200 million. 
oh. in 2020 for the first time. That maybe sounds yeah. more likely. Like I said, I wasn't the, asleep. The salary cap is tied to the revenue for the league, and so it goes up every year, presuming oh. that the league continues to grow. Ah. Where are we at with these college kids that want to get paid now for their... It sounds like they've cracked the door to that, and they've still got to settle exactly how that's going to work. That's, I don't that's, know. Don't that's you think that's angle, a slippery, right? It's a slippery slope, I think. Oh, it's a right, and I, Tim Tebow is so against it. He's like, you play for the passion and the school, and the you know, but I understand the other side. I mean, well, they're know, making the school millions of dollars. Yeah, mil- literally millions and millions and millions, and hundreds how, of millions for many schools. Then right. how many of these right. kids are going on to play professional sports? They probably never very get. few, yeah. almost none, three percent. Right. Yeah. yeah, so this might be their only yeah. chance to cash in. But ever. but then the question is one of the many questions is how do you divvy it up obviously the high profile players are worth more to the school yeah in in some cases but a thousand times more than the guy standing next to him i know but i think that they would have to do an equal share to everybody wouldn't they would be the only thing would be fair for college i mean they're teaching socialism they should practice it (laughs) if you if you tie it to something like jersey sales then there's going to be a huge disparity between the offensive lineman who's blocking for the star running back you know yeah uh, no one's buying that O-line guy's jersey, right? No. <laughs> they all want the Todd Gurley jersey or whoever that is at the time, mm-hmm. right? That's true. I I don't know. It's a fascinating problem. I, I'm i kind of torn because I see both sides. And the other college issue that I think is fascinating is in the current system, if a player transfers to a different school, he's got to sit out a year. Oh. So it's a punishment to keep them from moving around all over the place, which I agree with. But it also seems a little harsh to the player, right? He winds up in a situation where he's yeah, playing behind a superstar and can't get on the field. He should be able to go somewhere else if he wants. Okay, I, I found the story. Okay. All right. I just had the wrong sport. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. The Yankees, the Yankees signed Garrett Cole for $324 million. Wow. He's the highest paid, player, highest paid player in sports history. What? $324 million for a nine-year deal. Yeah, I actually looked up the highest sports contracts in history, and almost all of them are baseball. Which really? I would have never three hundred twenty-four million dollars. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, the baseball contracts are guaranteed. They're not like football where they right, you get it right up front and it's yours. That's ridiculous. What about soccer? It seems like Ronaldo and Messi uh, would be the big, big, mm, big stars. I don't think globally. they're big money though. The highest soccer contract was the forty-fifth highest, so not even close. Yeah, not even close. And it was some That's guy named crazy Gareth because Bale. there's like two hundred countries watching those guys. I know, yeah, but most of them yeah. are poor. Yeah. They, yeah, I guess they that's sign the big contracts because they oh, get yeah. the money back by people watching. But you know, in South America, the amount of money they actually make on soccer is and there's a lot of corruption. Oh God, yeah, like endless. No, but, but there's yeah. kids running around with Ronaldo jerseys all over the globe. That's yeah, but it's corruption. Create some serious revenue. A lot of corruption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ronaldo's not he, baseball. Ronaldo is not in the top 100 sports contracts. Three hundred twenty-four million dollars. That's insane. Yeah, that's, that's insane. A that's a big number. It's a big number. That is. So I wasn't dreaming it. It's not even close to the deal. highest though. Mike Trout <laughs> for the LA Angels, four hundred thirty million dollars. Wow. Wow. Yep. Wow. 
How do you like go in and ask for that kind of money? Yeah, you just pull it. Uh, you know what? I want four hundred thirty million, or I'm not playing. Well, honestly, contracts right. that big. I don't. I'm wondering if there's some sort of laundering or something going on there. You know what, though? I was told one time by an agent that your 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 chances of getting asking for a lot and getting it are better than you think than asking for a little because it's just the way that their brains work. So if you go in there saying, listen, I want half a million dollars or I'm not doing it, the chances they are... They think you, that you're worth the it. The chances are you get it. Mm. If you go in there and ask for 150000 they're like, yeah, he's probably not worth it. Okay. Yeah, there's some there's yeah. some psychology there. Yeah. We, that, that That's sometimes true in the comedy universe for corporate gigs or something. Yeah, it's, it, mm. even, even with taking on a loan, uh, if you're doing a new venture and you want... It's easier to get a hundred... It's easier to get a hundred million dollars... Than it is three hundred thousand. I don't believe that. It is a hundred million. Well, if you're doing, if you're doing, if I'm you're, just gonna walk into a bank and be like, "You not give uh, me hundred million, not, not a bank, million but if dollars." You're, if you're starting up a, a new startup company, yeah, and you're only asking for five hundred thousand dollars. It's they know it's gonna fail. Oh, it's not enough money to well, make it work. If you're asking for millions and millions, then you have a shot. Okay. So they go, "Wow, this could actually work," and it's going to cost fifty million to hundred million to make it work, but it could actually work. If you're going in there for asking for five hundred thousand dollars, they know it's going to fail. No startup's going to work with five hundred thousand dollars. You're going to fail. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining the uh, the bank representative saying to you, "Why don't you take this dildo and put it in your palm?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now you have a new uh, new strategy. <laughs> for your agent next year, Kostaki. You're welcome. That's a saying yes, I'm going to start you. saying. I've got to ask for more. you got to ask for sure, way I'll, more. Make sure I get something out of it. A lot right? more. A lot so more. So much more. I'm going to start saying that. Well, isn't that i got to renegotiate with the Tom Bernard podcast as well. It's going to be <laughs> good luck outrageous with, Good, luck with, good luck with that. He's just going to call, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna call Dad after this. You will give me $300,000. Good luck with that. It's nice knowing you, Kostaki. He'll just tell you you got to talk to Catherine, and then you're done. No, and then I she'll be like, talk to Tom. And then he'll be like, talk to Catherine. That's how my entire childhood went. <laughs> you know, I, you know I, bought, I bought Tom and Catherine's house, and... And I had to negotiate with Catherine for too long. <laughs> I, know. I was ready so, to uh, murder so you. So I can say good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump's Thanks got nothing on me. <laughs> the art of the deal. She, by ha- she knows the art of the deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, can we do a handful of football yeah. jokes? What's yeah, we need a handful. Football. Uh, I love this story. This was my favorite uh, clip of the weekend. A Ravens coach lost his notes and they blew on the field. <laughs> oh my and God. And a Bills player, Tredavious White, scooped him up and was reading them when the referee oh. came over and took them out of his hand. Oh Can you get fined for uh, that? I. I don't think he was fine, but after the game, he was named Bill Belichick Man of the Year. I would think you could get fined for that. They blew not. right right yeah. into his feet. What yeah. are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't know what Pick they were. With your eyes uh, closed? Yeah. Could have been menus. He didn't know. <laughs> uh, there God. were some uh, Dallas Cowboys coach uh, notes that flew on the field as well, but uh, they were just printouts from ZipRecruiter. So. <laughs> 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 Good one. I love that the Cowboys are... They've lost on Thursdays the last couple of weeks, so their fans can just check that box and relax and enjoy their Sundays. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. They have the highest paid cheerleaders, though. 
Is that right? Still, oh, after all these years? Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah by far. When I was a kid, I won a Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders mirror at a <laughs> county fair. <laughs> what? Highest paid cheerleaders in the league, and, and Miami's number two. Huh. Lamest but thing I've That's I'm, all I'm I know sure about the football. The number is still <laughs> embarrassingly small. Oh, though, no, right? it's ridiculous. It's like $30,000 a year. But There was a big lawsuit recently because they figured out. If, for time spent, it was below minimum wage. Well, they don't they don't go on the road. They only do home games. There's only what twelve home games a year, so four hours a game. It's not very. It's, it's but they not do a, they do a lot of appearances. And yeah, practice. they do yeah, a lot of outreach stuff. Yeah, there is. I but, yeah, there's but, all that tape and the boobs up. But oh my it's a stepping stone to another career. Saying well, no. I was a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. I have a friend that was an That's Eagles true. cheerleader, and she's like, "Yeah, you can't do that as your only job." No she's way. She's like everybody else has to have no. everybody has to have another job because and but she's like even though we spend so much time yeah between practicing appearance uh, most of the time is appearances. Yeah, and you have to be in right. full hair and makeup yeah, for but everything. It's like saying yeah. I was Miss America. It's it's a stepping stone. And workouts, for your... you have to work out because of your whole can't be a fat slob. Can't be a fat. I tell, yeah. tell you what, though, a lot of, the cheer, they have gone downhill a lot. In the last 10 years. Have they? I've yeah. noticed. Yeah. As I a have. side note, that's true of the refs, too. The refs are not full-time jobs in the NFL. It's oh, really? It's no. an $11 billion a year business, and the refs are not full-time employees. Yeah. They scam a lot of people. That's wild. That is crazy. Uh, Odell Beckham. Here's here's the headline. Odell Beckham playing with a sports hernia. And I thought, wow, that's a really rude nickname for his coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's tough. I can't get anything done with this sports hernia. <laughs> <laughs> so the Vikings, congrats. They did what no Detroit mayor has ever done. They easily handled Detroit. So congrats <laughs> Look at us. We've done it. You know, uh, for a town based around unions, you'd think Detroit could get it together. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Pretty soon, Matt Patricia is going to take that pencil from out behind his ear and fall on it. <laughs> uh, Jets Dolphins game had ten field goals. That's appropriate because I kicked myself for watching any of that game. <laughs> That's a terrible game unless you have a foot fetish. Yeah. <laughs> game was coached by Rex Ryan and directed by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Do kickers make a lot less than everyone else? No, not no. compared to the no-name linemen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some of the some of the good kickers make make good money. Pat oh. McAfee had a, I, I believe so. it was a fifteen million dollar contract over a few years that he walked away from. Hmm. Oh my! They're doing just fine. Yeah, <laughs> the they're good, all right. The good ones. It's now three hundred and twenty-eight yeah. million, but yeah. no, baseball. that's right. It's not baseball money. Yeah, it's not right? baseball money. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But what is? <laughs> yeah. Nothing apparently. Yeah. Uh, Gardner Minshew said his time on the bench was a really good experience, which makes him the first person to ever describe watching a Jaguars game as a really good experience. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Poor kitties. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's close on this. This is a cool story. Um, longest play from scrimmage this year in the NFL, a 93-yard touchdown pass to a rookie who's never caught a ball in the NFL. Wow. Mm. Matt Ryan on Sunday to, let's see if I get this name right, Alamade Zacchaeus. How's that for a name? Oh, Alamade. It, it's Alamade. It's Nigerian for Kostaki yeah, Economopoulos. <laughs> <laughs> 
So kudos to you, Alameda. And uh, uh, may this be the first of many NFL catches, brother. Absolutely. Yeah. I like those long bombs and somebody catches them. Yeah. So they always make you They're feel good. They're fun to watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And a rare Let's event. Let's feel good football. Feel good. I don't watch football yeah, so, very often, but. So all three of my teams won this week, the the yeah. Falcons, the Vikings, and whoever's playing the Patriots. It was a good weekend for me. You're up by 30 the bucks. Chiefs. And there was a big brawl about where, it. Where are the Vikings right now? Are they uh, still in? in They're going to wind place? up about sixth place on on that side, fifth or sixth, right? That's They're going to get in the playoffs. Pretty much what we do. The bottom of the range. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's us in a nutshell. Yeah. You know what? They're my, good. Uh, when I was living down, they're t- one of those teams. If they go on a run, you wouldn't be surprised to see them in a Super Bowl. Yes, I would. They haven't been there since '77. Yeah, we haven't been there in a long time. It would be all right. The whole city would faint. We'd all be passing out. Kostaki's trying to be positive. (laughs) (laughs) It's our year. I can feel it. They got a good defense. I got a good running game. I've lived in Minnesota for 11 years, and every year, everyone here says, "This year, it's going to be the Twins. It's going to be the Vikings." And every year, they do great for the first two months, and then. They suck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If we could I'm just familiar. bump up the Super Bowl like six months. Yeah. If the season was only longer. <laughs> we might have a shot. If we, we could just have it at the end of preseason. Yeah. Yeah. We could get a, yeah, yeah, we could get a right. second win. We could have that middle season you know, slump when, and be okay. Last year, last time when they were with Philly, they could should have had that whole thing. That that was their chance in our lifetime. Oh, that game was oh, awful. Yeah. But it they was so really killed bad. in that game. That was really bad. All right, we got to go. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're four minutes fast. Well, off we go. Time to be having a heart Thanks, attack. Thanks, guys. Thanks. I'll talk to you on the regularly scheduled Monday. Next yes, week. yes, thank you. Perfect. Have a good week. All right, take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. And that'll do it yeah, for today. Yeah, we're done. We'll oh, my tomorrow. God. All right, bye. <laughs>